we sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What is good with y'all? My people out there, it's been a minute. Uptown Tone back, 444 podcast. We bubbling, man. The bubble is in full effect. I'm here with my bro, man. I'm definitely here with my bro. P, what's good with you, man? You already know, Press Coast checking in from the left coast. (laughs) Had to come in for the one time bubble talk, man. This NBA shit crazy. NBA shit is crazy, man. Um, Yeah, so let's just jump right into it, man. It's the only sports that we got going on. Well, not the only sports, but the only serious sports we got going on right now. No, hockey rolling. What is the serious levels of hockey? And and not only that, but they're following right now. I mean, I think it's a a strong following on the radio. Philly, we good. Philly is is looking like real promising. Oh, so you all all the way fo-fo-fo'd up then. Yeah, I'm fo-fo-fo'd up, man. The Philly, you know what I'm saying, the other day. You know what I'm saying? What's the today the twenty first? So I feel like either the nineteenth or the twentieth, three teams had a game and three teams lost. So I know that happened. <laughs> no doubt, my G. So um NBA bubble, man. Uh we'll start with because right now we're in uh we're we're in uh the midst of round one, game twos, I believe. Or maybe maybe game, game, threes. Threes. game threes. Game threes at the time of recording. Um so yeah, uh the NBA bubble was back. They had uh, what was called seeding games. I guess people were still vying for position. There was still about 20 games left um, in the NBA season at the time that COVID had stopped it. I don't know how many seeding games each team played. I think like eight or something like that. Eight or nine. Yeah. Because the Suns went eight and up. Right. So right off the bat, uh, one of the things that I was saying was that the presentation was just way different for me. Um, it was it was just uh, just way different. Um no fans. No fans was out there, for one. Uh, it's real AAU feeling, you know what I mean? And I'm, I know we talk a lot about how basketball uh, – we're basketball purists, or we like to think of ourselves as basketball purists, you know what I'm saying? So, um, like I was telling a lot of people, uh, or have been saying for years, basketball – or uh, M- the NBA isn't basketball. The NBA, Facts. when it's at its finest, the NBA that people love, the people that, that people have grown to love, to know and love, that's not basketball. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. Um, and I think um, with this, you, with this, you see a lot of basketball. Yeah. Straight just basketball. It's a lot of basketball things happening. First of all, one of the things I think about is just the atmosphere. Um, it's very AAU-ish. It's no travel. Um, I don't have to play a game in this city and then get on the plane and go to that city or try to recoup and try to do all of this stuff while I'm traveling. Everybody's going back to the same place. I think that's crazy, uh, you know, when you really think about that. Uh, number one, people really getting to go back to their room and just kicking in their room. You ain't got to worry about 
commercials. You ain't got to worry about family. You ain't got to worry about, you know, your kids. You you know, it's not much you can do over the phone. So I'm sure you're giving your energy to your family over the phone. But outside of that, those, you know, everyday rigors, they ain't got to think about that. And when you, you know, put that into perspective, I think they really can focus on, like you said, basketball. Right. So we're really seeing basketball. We're seeing role players step up and play like they've never been able to right. play. You know what I'm saying? Like, because to a person, to an NBA player, if regular Joe Schmoes walk out on the court, we see one of them, they'll make eight shots in a row, ten shots in a row. You'll be like, damn, this man no miss. But then they in the game, that's not their job to shoot, their job not to score, or right. just the lights and everything going around. You're not making the shots at the same percentage. It's different shooting at a glass backboard with thousands of people behind it than it is shooting at a glass backboard just in the gym. That's a fact. That's a fact. And then speaking to people, it's very different. I believe from an officiating standpoint, um, where another another uh, factor that we talk about is home court advantage. Whereas, even let's say the ref makes a bad at some point during the game, let's just say first second quarter early in the game, the ref makes a bad call not in favor of the home team, and the crowd really gives it to him or something like that. I feel like uh, a part of that ref would be more inclined to be a little bit softer going forward, and that that app that that factor is not here. We've seen plenty of playoff series. Um, controversial calls, controversial no calls, things of that nature. So I think a lot of that element is negated out of the game right now. I think everybody has a concentrated effort. You know what I mean? With, yeah. with, with, with no fans and stuff like that. I think a lot of the onus is going to be on the coaches to work the refs mm. now. And where before I think the coaches didn't probably think working the refs was a thing, whereas now working the refs is really a thing. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Obviously, they probably got some rapport, but in those moments in the heat of the game, working the ref and, you know, being able to communicate to the ref when you thought it was a bad call to get your team a call later is something that's, you know, and more in play because that communication is, is a little bit more uh, available right now. Fact. So, you know, and saying the – Blowing up on the ref at times when you probably, you know, used to and the ref wouldn't hear you, they are going to hear you now. Right. So it's like all of those things do come into play with the with the refing uh, specifically. But just the whole – the energy of the game mm -hmm. is uh, – you know, I was watching his games where it's like, you know, somebody like Brian, he can get disinterested when there's no crowd because it's like I'm just – you know what I'm saying? I, I hoop with y'all. Like I'm, yeah. I'm better than y'all. And then, it, like, it'd be moments where you just be like – for five straight minutes, Brian was just the best player on the court, and that shit was evident. Right. And then, like, and then speaking to the hottest, you know, MVP of the John Dame, like, Dame just had the I'm the best player on the court whenever I step on the court mentality, the whole bubble on some, like, AAU, like, Absolutely. shit. And then it's like, especially after, like, you know, you had an AAU tournament, these niggas, you know, they clowning you on some shit that you made you lose the game. Right. The number one thing you're going to make sure you ain't going to do is lose the game no more. Right, so, it's like right. he been really just – Everybody paid. Like, I feel like after Pat Bev and and Paul George did that and, and ridiculed him and just, just – it's like they, they poked the bear. And everybody has been paying for that since. Like, everybody who has come in front of that man has been paying for that If since. it wasn't the Lakers, I would have said the entire playoffs would have been in trouble. But I think the Lakers – they got it. Like I said, Brian just had moments where it just be like, yo, I'm really the best on the court. Yeah. And then Anthony Davis is just, you know, even if he don't be like I'm the best on the court, he just too good for Portland. Yeah. When you when you got two players that can shoulder that much of a load uh, of the load that efficiently, 
I just think yeah, that I just think they that both that's the thing. They efficient. It's not like just just give us two the ball and get out the way. It's like nah, they kind of do it in a very very efficient way. And in the flow of the game, they do mm-hmm. it in the efficient and in the flow of the game. That's a fact. So it's like that's why you know people be wanting them to turn up because like they don't have to turn up to get theirs. Whereas, damn, he got turned up to get his, and the only way he can turn up is busting. Threes from fucking, you know, Logo Lillard. Right. I got a question for you, too, in a couple minutes when we get into it. Somebody put this on me. Matter of fact, uh, Ville oh, did. Yeah, yeah. What's good to my, uh, what's good, what's my good, man, my Ville? brother, Ville? I ain't seen you in years. Yeah. He's a, a, a faithful listener to the pod, and he always be tossing shit on my plate out the blue, but he threw me a good one. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to say one of the, another thing that I've been seeing a lot less of in this bubble is flopping. Or even when people try to get like it the looked, Lakers it, tried it and it that looked, shit ain't fly. When stuff is not so loud and everything is not so helter skelter, so to speak, that flopping stuff don't it don't. It's so much of the presentation that the fans play. I don't think that people really realize it. The refs you know not I mean? blowing the whistle on reactionary shit right. no more. Like the refs right. because there's so much going on, the refs can really just focus on calling the game and right. not focus on the show of right. the game and. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it's other levels to shit. Like, you know, it's, it's I'm sure it's bets or just shit like that that's not in play, like, no more. Like, the refs not, the refs being in the bubble help, too. Like, yeah. you don't know what the refs' life is like. Just because you're a ref, I mean, I am mean, as a, as a person that has had the ref basketball, you can easily, you know, make it a tough game for another team to win that game with little subtle calls or no calls just throughout the game. And, you know, so, you know, the refs coming in with the clear head and the, you know what I'm saying? Being in the bubble, that shit matter. Like the, the bubble is a different style of basketball. Like I be saying as a basketball purist, I love this shit. Like this, like summer league Mm -hmm. on drugs. Like this is what I want in summer league. The best, the best of the best going at each other and really just hooping and like, Call the fouls where they fouling each other. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Outside the of uh, the the uh Christoph Porzingis John and That was that was weak. That, that was that, the Christoph John was weak. That was weak for it to be a full ejection. I don't know if he had any other another technical, but for that to you know, for what he did to turn out and him not finishing the game in the third quarter of the bubble basketball. That was weak. It's crazy. And the Clippers got away with one because they gonna I think the Clippers gonna need that one and you know we ain't getting into the hot take yet, but when we get into the hot, unless it's a hot take alert, hot take alert, I definitely like Dallas to beat the Clippers. Mm. I, if that's what it is, like they I too, don't like the Clippers makeup. I, I mean, I think the Clippers makeup is is good. I think the Clippers was the best team for the show and the entertainment. Right. I think when it came to the entertainment, they could give you everything you needed, but when it come to pure basketball, pound for pound, our five versus your five, we putting up shots. Y'all putting up shots. They can't put up shots with Dallas. Dallas got too many shot makers, and I think when it come down to the trenches, Dallas is too lengthy for them. Like that's too much. You know what I'm saying? Boban, KP, fucking uh, whoever they uh they four is. I, I don't even know his name, but I know they was talking about him. He's six ten. He can stretch the floor, and then Luca is a big boy. So like you know what I'm saying, you looking at all of that, and then they got two streaky shooters. With that, with that, that NBA drip in they mm-hmm. fucking veins. You already know. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry. Know. Like they got NBA blood in their veins. That's, like so, I those are two niggas that's gonna come to the show. And you know what I'm saying? So you look at all of those. That's just a lot, man. And me and you talk about those kind of guys for years, years mm-hmm. and years. People who are not, 
who not rattled by them. We'll say first and foremost, they not here. I don't think that they're here playing the same NBA game that everybody else is playing. Mm-mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, when you when you kind of out here in the NBA, I feel like everybody's goal or the most, you know most people goal is to be that guy, get that payday, super max. You know what I'm saying? Blase blip. And I think that these these two players in particular. Um, because they are are born and bred, they are born and bred in this. They are legacy legacy players. I think they understand the NBA grind. Even when yeah. you look at their careers, it kind of took a while for them to be set on somebody's roster. It kind of took a while for them to be household names or just you know guys who go up and down. I don't know. I don't know if um, Tim I think Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. probably been there. Like Tim, like I was thinking, I was saying earlier, Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, it was a point in time where he was the number, he was the go-to for the Knicks. Right. So it was a time where Tim Hardaway, you know, was getting 23-24 a game on a bad team. So he know how to be a looter in the riot. So he know how to be a looter when it's fucking rolling. Like, that's one of the reasons why the, the, the Warriors rolled is because they had niggas who know how to loot when it was time to loot. Like, I agree. I agree. And I was just, I was just about to say that Tim Hardaway Jr.'s uh, NBA grind is a little bit different for him because he always was in the NBA playing different roles. Like you said, he was the number one guy on a real shitty team. Um, he was a role player, an emerging role player, and now he's like one of the, he's like a key player now. I would right, say he's, he's a key player. He's now. one of those players that you need on your team. He's not the superstar. He's not going to do all of that stuff, but he's one of the guys that when you look to your left and to your right, you're going to want him there to do multiple things. And then Seth Curry would just going up and down from the D-League, having a brother who is, like, running the league and, and doing all of that. But and he living, always had that one yeah, thing. living in that shadow, so to speak, yeah. He always he had that pedigree. one thing. No, yeah. not even that. The pedigree is his, his the, shot. The, like, yeah, the shot. He definitely You got can't the shot. teach that. And I think more, than, more, than, more than, than, than Steph probably now, I think Seth has that chip on his shoulder, and I think that's another reason why you want Seth on your team in the grind. Like, he understands the grind. He understands what it means to get it out the mud from the D-League, keep going up and down. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And then wanting to stay there. And like I said, not only that, but I also got to – I got I to gotta separate myself from my dad and my brother. So just with playing with all of that, I think that that's why you see he, them producing the way He got a chance to, to really, like you said, just, you know, separate himself from his dad and his brother Absolutely. in this situation where it's like – you know what I'm saying I think Dell ain't get the chip till he was older. If he do got one, I don't even I don't know if Dell has one. Dell might not even have one, and then Del, you know Dell just was that that key guy we talk about. Right. Dell Curry, 15 points a game, right? His whole career on you know like you know I think he was he might have been on that Raptor team that lost to the Sixers. He absolutely was on that Raptor team. But outside of that, I don't know if he was on another like team that went to like uh, the Western Conference Finals nah, or Eastern Conference uh, the Finals. Early Charlotte team with, I don't with know Larry if they went John. To the, they didn't go to the finals, but they. Right. For them, I think that they had playoff appearances that they didn't have until that team was there. So, right. you know what I mean? Just uh, eclipsing eclipsing milestones in the NBA. He's, he's part of it. He has a good – just to, just to say that he has a good pedigree. You know Seth what I mean? got a chance to be on the next dynasty. I mean, I'm, as a, I noticed the fo-fo-fo. And if no, you if no, you And no, if you came no, here no. if you came here for good Sixer talk, then you fucking ain't going to get it here. Right. You ain't getting good Sixer, get talk. Sixer talk. That's coming. It ain't good. It ain't going to – yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> If we want to talk the next NBA dynasty, I think uh, Seth got he he in alignment to be on the next NBA dynasty because you know what I'm saying I hate to say it, but you know I hate to say it. I, I you know it is what it is, but Just say it, man. Luca better it, than man. Ben, and I think Luca. Mm. 
I think Luca is is super duper special, and I, obviously Kristaps is is the unicorn for a reason. Right. So it's like those two together. I think you could put a lot of things around That's them. That's a force to be reckoned with. Because those two are so dynamic and what they bring to the game, and they both bring the the X factor to the game, which is the three ball. And I'm you know I'll talk about that in my in my hot takes <laughs> on the bubble. Like I think the three ball is the biggest thing to change the NBA you know game as it's progressed if you look at the champions and how all of the champions have won the NBA, have won the finals post the laker era right post the laker era it's all been about the three ball and i mean outside of them heat jones they was just the best fucking team smoking right and they even lost one to the three ball so yeah. it's like or excuse me they lost two to the three ball yeah so with that being said it's like the three ball is is the is the key it's and the wave. and you know segueing into the to the the ease of you know players having that you know we're bringing it back full circle to players you know having that free of mind these role players they able to hit shots like they in the gym yeah. like they in LA fitness now not only not only hit shots cuz hitting shots is definitely a huge thing but just make big plays in general they're making big stops they're getting big rebounds you know what i'm saying they're, they're not doing, even big they just normal basketball shit that niggas don't make that's just timely yeah they just don't make in the fucking in the in the uh you know entertainment setting because it's pressure on that you know what i'm saying ball slip through your hands type shit and when you playing in the yep. crowd but yep. when you playing in the gym oh i got this rebound and i'm hitting this open three because it's open it feel like the same exact setting that you work out in it feel like the same exact setting that you do your drills in that you take your shot that you get your shots up and it feels like that same exact setting like no pressure so yeah like you seeing these role players you know turn up and more power to them so you know hot take i like the mavericks to to knock off the clippers uh is one one right now as we make this you know pod and it should be 2-0 if you look at the numbers i think the mavericks <laughs> won the three quarter the, the six quarters that chris stops was available they they were up five at the moment that the refs um five and pushing at the at the moment that the refs ejected them so you look at that i i I don't think that the Clippers have an answer for their length. And I think if Luka continues to be a, a gamer the way he is, it might be a little bit too much. And I think the pressure that is put on playoff P is put on himself. <laughs> it's self-inflected. And he he got he got pressure that nobody else got. Like he got pressure that Dane don't got now. Mm-hmm. If Dame lose to Bron, nobody gonna bat fucking eye. If they lose to the Mavericks, oh, it's, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be front page news. Everybody's gonna be talking about it, skipping Shannon and all. all and of I don't see a scenario where they lose to the Mavericks, but playoff P played good. That's a fact. I don't see the scenario where they lose and he played good. I see the scenario where Kawhi played good and they lose. I see the scenario where Lou Williams get it going for you. And they lose. I don't see the scenario where he plays good and they lose. So it's – and obviously I could be wrong. I'm just – you know, that's just how good I think he is. Like, I think if he plays good, they win. All right. All right. So I'm going to introduce uh, the second hot take, which is not really a hot take, but this is what Ville put on my plate earlier this week. I was a clear blue since we talked about both of them. Luca, Luca or Dane? Dave, 
Well, you know, I was in East Oakland with, I was in Oakland, I period. Him, I told him the same thing. I was in Oakland, period. So I'm riding with, you know, the town. I'm riding with, you That's know, I'm rooting for everybody black, number one. Right. Uh, number two, I think it's more holes in Luca's game. Right. And I think that, you know, Dame just had some unfortunate, you know, games. And I think the way that the entertainment basketball had bounced. It didn't bounce in James Harden's favor. It didn't bounce in Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum's favor. It always bounced in Steph Curry and Clay's favor, and that's just what it is. They definitely made them shots. Like, they the best two shooters, and they not in the bubble, so that's major. Like, them not being in the bubble is, is very fucking you major. imagine them two in the bubble, dog? Them, right. Them playing relaxed basketball? Like, them playing this in the bubble would be very, very interesting. But with that being said, I think Dame, you know, I've often said if you switch Dame and Steph Curry on some of them teams, mm. that the Warriors still win. That's a heavy conversation in, in the Oakland, the Bay Area. I, I mean, I maybe, maybe if you want to, you know, if you want to give some Stephs more love, I'd say the one series that they was up, Steph would have got them out of here where Dame didn't get them out of here. Like, and, you know, you know, uh, Undisputed, uh, Skip, he be going, uh, he be breaking down Dame's fourth quarter stats. And it'd be, you know, I would argue that it's not the best, that his plus minus not the best when it comes to playoff fourth quarter basketball. But that aside, if you're talking pound for pound player, I think Dame is better. I think Luka is, Luka is bigger. Mm-hmm. I think Luka definitely benefit from playing with Chris Stops, where I don't know if Dame benefits from playing with CJ. I just think that they play well. Mm. I don't know if it's a real benefit to their their relation to their on court. Press Coast getting into it, man. I, I asked him a simple question. You see him breaking it down, man. Just, and that's why no, you not listen. Keep going. I don't that's think like I, I don't think Dame gets better because he's next to CJ. Whereas I think Luca gets better when he's next to Kristaps. So that's, that's, a, that's like with Kristaps on the court, Luca is harder to guard. I don't think Dame's harder or easier to that's guard. That's absolute with, fact, especially when they get to doing that pick and roll shit. Like, I don't think you know CJ on the court don't make a don't make a fucking break, Dame. In mm-hmm. my opinion, uh, no. I think CJ's good. I just don't think that you know he he not the his his stature his his game. It, it isn't nothing to to be like ah him when them two together is major. Right. Like, you know, people have been trying to break them up, but they fuck with each other so heavy and they fuck with Portland and I salute them. They just need to find another person and they've been trying. And if they had Rodney Hood, it'd be a different conversation. If they had Melo two seasons ago. If they had Melo two seasons ago when he went when all this before shit, the all Rockets this bullshit, shit. Yeah, when all this bullshit started. Yeah, yeah. before the Rockets ago. shit. Like before Rockets and Thunder, if they'd have got Melo, it'd probably been different. Uh, right. But if Rodney Hood was healthy right now, I got it. I think if they had Melo two seasons ago, they would have been chilling. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, to go back to the question, I think Dame is pound for pound better. Um, but both of them two is I nice. Like that terminology, pound for pound. Because when I was having a conversation with Bill, I actually called him. He texted me and I said, man, well, I got time to talk. So I called him and I was just like, um, for me, just thinking about it, it was tough. But I knew ultimately I, I'm picking Dane because, like you said, for the reasons you said, for one, I've been in East Oakland. I've been there and seen that, you know what I'm saying, Brookfield, what up, all of that cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen it. So I kind of feel Dane on another level. But not only that, um, I think that they both play at their own pace. 
because Luca definitely has a pace and Dame definitely has a pace. Um, I think that they definitely get the team involved. You know what I'm saying? I think that they're definitely good team players and all that. They're good. They're, they're good. Even though Dame is on paper a point guard, Luca's a two, but Luca Luca's the point guard of that team. When it comes down to the crunch, that ball is in Luca's hands, and he's making plays. He, it's not just in his hands for him to score. He's making the best basketball play. Um, that being said, Dame just has that fucking dog. That if I, I and I had to say like this, this is what I ultimately said. Like if I put them both in the cage together, like they can both shoot, they can both dribble. Both get by their man. Everything that I just said. Both, you know what I mean? Get the team involved and all yep. that shit. So, w- w- when it comes down to it and you put two dogs in the cage, it's who's going to be more dog than the other one. You know what I'm saying? And well, that's, that's when I, I'm no doubt Dame. that you got to go with Dame. Because when there's nothing and it just comes. When two players like that go head to head or when two players like that, when you have to. When you hear the announcers and the analysts say a lot, or oh, when these two players cancel each other out. It's it's it's, it's, it's like two uh, deer. Just, I don't just think Dame other, and Luca cancel each other they out. They don't, though. and that's why I'm saying like that. When Dame, because because Luca, the way that Dame goes against that 61, like Luca had the 42, and that 42 was cool because the whole game was going to Luca's pace, and he was controlling the game from beginning to end. Dame don't need that to happen for him to score 60. Like Dame, 60, Dame, Dame he, will just he will just he will disrupt that shit. Eight minutes left in the third. Should have just start going down, and it's like, and I don't, and Luca don't have that to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think that's actually, you know, that's a good question, but it's, I think it's still unfair to Dame because I think Dame's so much more Facts. proven. Facts. I think it's more of a question is Dame is Luca better than Ben, and like you said, when they get down to it, I think Ben probably got a little bit more dog in him than Luca, but I think Luca gonna make more shots. So if the game is shot making. I got to go with the Luka, person that's going to make gonna, more shots. Luca is going to do more good basketball things. And I think like we was like we always like we were talking about off the air. Not shooting is like taking the whole facet off of the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like not only are you not shooting and not making the shot yourself, but you're also preventing normal basketball shit from happening. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You are preventing normal basketball shit from happening. Like normally, period. when you get in the shot in the spot, a motherfucker just take a shot up. I take my it's 50, it might go in, it might not, but then that that cause that that's that, that's a cause and effect thing because now your teammates they go after that ball or a ball might bounce your way. When you just stop with the ball in your hand and forfeit the shot, and everybody's standing still, like you've actually just stop the progress of the game of basketball. Like, or I just think, and you know, I to get deeper into the psychology of it, it's like. <laughs> When, you know, after several possessions of you having a shot that's wide open and the defense knows that you're going to not shoot it, probably you're going to probably dribble to me. Like, right, I'm late over there. You're actually probably going to come my way. So you are now easier to just defend and you make everybody easier to defend. You not shooting makes your defender not have to close out. That's one less thing the defender got to do. Now. I don't have to close out on you. I don't. I actually have to just stop you from getting to the paint. And you know how much energy that preserves from your from your shooter not having to run all the way out to the three point line or not getting caught out of position and have to run to you because you're not going to shoot. Like P said, not, you're going to dribble it to me anyway. So I just got to meet you halfway nine times out of ten. So the segue to the Sixers. I mean, Ben Simmons is actually injured going into the bubble. So 
With that being said, you know, the Sixers was matched up against or are matched up against the Celtics in the first round. Uh, no Ben Simmons. I mean, I feel like they stumbled uh, towards the end. We were starting Shake Milton at the one. Uh, now I believe we starting Shake, Tobias, uh, Al Horford, JoJo, and I don't even know who's at the two. It's a shit show. It's definitely a shit show. Uh, I'm sure, I mean... We're actually playing right now as we make this podcast. Uh, We're down 0-2 in the series. It's 8.37 p.m. on Friday, August the 21st. Sixers are playing game three. What is it? Uh, We down two? We down by four uh, on my live Twitter, John. I mean, in the series, we down two? Uh, Yeah, we down two nothing. Down by four going into the fourth. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, know, they can win this game if they want to. Y'all It'll already, be another gentleman's sweep. Yeah, y'all, oh, are, y'all already know what episodes to go back to to hear me in detail. I won't say in detail. I'll just reiterate the same things, the same themes that I've been saying. Sixers don't have an identity. Um, Brett not Brown more. needs to go just because of redundancy at this point. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into X's and O's or subbing or anything like that, of that nature just because of redundancy and the need to see and feel and play in something new. Yeah. At this point. At this point, they, you know. I don't think that the, you know, I think everybody would agree that the talent is there throughout the roster at the top. Like, talent there is at the top, even if there is some some weird mixing and matching uh, with the players. The actual talent is there. That's first and foremost. Um, the The system is, is it's gotten stale on the best players. Uh, and then I would even argue the person who is running the system doesn't know how to insert new players into whatever his world is and uh people don't know their roles um it's just they have new ones when they wake up in the morning and come to the gym i i have reason to believe that sometimes they have new roles that they're trying to figure out while we're looking at them it's hard to it's, it's definitely hard to watch uh you know i think you know i don't you know could jojo be in more shape of course but you know could it just be an easier flow of basketball? Yes. Uh, he, you know, unfortunately the coach doesn't, you know, he ain't got what it takes to take them over the top. And it's, and that's okay. Cause it's not the first time in, you know, sports history, but uh, I think in order to save his job, Elton Brand should fire uh, Brett Brown and he needs to find a coach that can tap into these players Uh they're not all young no more. Like y'all in y'all fourth and fifth years. Y'all should be, you know, y'all y'all men at this point. Uh speaking to JoJo and Ben. So, you know, uh, definitely in terms of the scouting, like we need to I've always thought for whatever reason we've never been able to scout the high talented scorer. For whatever reason we've chose to not get the person who has shown you that their job or what the reason they play the game of basketball is to put the ball in the hoop. We have un we've been unable to identify that person. <laughs> I was I was just telling P uh earlier this week. Um I've been playing two K a lot during the COVID. Um I found some um they got a real nice feature on there where you can download uh, all kinds of rosters that people create themselves. Um, one one of the joints that I've been fucking with a lot lately is this 1989 to 90 roster. Uh, you know what I mean? 
Um, but I say all that to say that the Sixers been on this, man. Like, the people, when I look around at the, at the scope of the league, and it ain't even about a name because I know a lot of times when you're looking at basketball and you see just a name. Like, I'm looking at player ratings. I'm looking and seeing what players do. And it's like we never, ever, 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 ever have a cohesive unit outside of 1983, outside of those 80s teams, those teams that even the teams that were going to the to the chip and losing or going to the conference finals and losing, like that team had an identity. It had it had uh, bona fide superstars. You know what I'm saying? We just other teams had the same and we just weren't better. And I can honestly say that in those years when I when I, when I look at those years. You yeah. Know what I'm but outside of those years, it's like this is what we always been on. Like even we don't we we don't have we don't have teams that mesh. We don't have teams that are cohesive. We don't have team. We don't have players that supplement what uh, other players do. It's almost like a always a ragtag motley crew, always mashup that we're trying to put together and pass over as an NBA team. And that shit is exhausting. Rooting for. Even, I mean, even throughout the process, we never drafted players who had you know like i guess ben might be the closest person we drafted to a player with a specific player profile right like this you know what i'm saying like this is what he do like jojo was like oh he does a lot of things he's he, he got unbelievable potential and yeah. like you know just all throughout the process we skipped over players who you know even if they didn't pan out where they are they had specific roles and jobs as bet like they had like you know people play the game of basketball for a lot of reasons like yeah. people play because I'm tall and I can jump and I can block shots or I I can lock up and I like to get people involved and you know some people play the game because yo I you know it's one thing I know how to do it's almost like I put the basketball right. in the call, hole how they call Lou Williams a professional scorer right. Within the game, we know he's a basketball player. We see he dribbles kind of good. He he passes good too. You know what I'm saying? Plays all right defense. Does some things. But what he does, what he gets paid to do, is put that ball in the hole. It's almost like basketball is a job, and everybody at your job got rules. Everybody got different titles. It's almost like the Sixers can't put. We we be having one too many accountants or one too many people in HR. Like the or, nigga. Brett Brown, it's a clip where he said, we want to uh, make a homegrown bomber. Right. He said, we want a homegrown bomber. What? No, 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 no. You want to draft a nigga who sold job. The reason he is a high pick is because he puts the ball in the hole at a high rate. That is the reason he is going to be in the NBA. You need to draft one of those people. And for whatever reason, they have un been unable to identify. And, they, uh... and even still, you know, forget moving up or moving down, moving around. You could still look at places where we stayed where we was at and we missed out. Like we stayed where we was at and we did not draft the player to get buckets i mean we can go down the list of all of them out the most recent one that i think you know people won't talk about the most because you know you don't you're not gonna remember it but it, i will remember this one because this was the one that i'm i'm gonna put on elton brand because this is past the process i think 
you know, Zaire Smith and not Michael Porter Jr. will be one of the biggest unspoken fuck ups in the our the whole post process situation. Like you could argue the Markel Fultz Tatum dealing with Danny Ainge was was wild and you know, we was locked in and that was Colangelo even, and even the way that Mar- Markel Fultz is starting to pan out, you can kinda of say, uh, I I see what you were trying to do. But the whole but Zaire Smith over fucking Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. was is 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 going to be one of the he biggest did. travesties like i think if you're talking about what our you know team makeup is and at the time like i feel like at that time you don't even think about getting into tobias harris because you got michael porter jr you know obviously uh, jimmy wasn't going to work out because the coach like that's wild that the coach is the reason jimmy wasn't going to work out so it's just you know yeah, that's man. that's that's one that's gonna like I said it's a lot of ones it's a lot of them right it's you know it's the not it's the ones of the nineties uh, and you know it's it's a lot of them but that to me that low key is gonna be one that you know will 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 hurt like the Tatum one don't hurt because the only reason why we was able to make that deal is because Danny Ainge knew we wasn't getting Tatum so you know coming into whatever two days weeks whatever. It was never a situation where Danny Ainge was worried the Sixers were going to take Tatum. So that's why he felt comfortable. If anything, he'd have been worried that number two was going to take Tatum. Right. But yeah, it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's still a lot. I don't even know where we go from here, and that's the thing now. And the, the question I was going to ask you was. Uh, oh, yeah, Sixers is down 85 to 78 yeah. in the fourth. They, they definitely about to pack it in. Cause you know, and then obviously game four, they know what time it is. Right. We're ready to get out the bubble. I hope all your shit is in your bag. <laughs> so what I was gonna ask you was, cause you in the role uh, right now. So I, I I wanted your thoughts on this. Um, two part question. Do we have to answer for a failed process? One and the second part is, if yes, then who? I mean, I guess the who is the the who is the question, right? Who has to answer? So you're um, saying unequivocally, yes, somebody has to pay. The, the process is failed because I believe I think it's failed. I think I, the, I've been saying as much all season. I think the process been the process did not. I don't think the process had a chance to fail. So I don't I don't know where you 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 put that if that makes sense. Like I think the process was in process and. The process had the plug pulled from up. The gotcha. process had the pull the plug pulled out. Is the best way I can look at it. Like, imagine your computer downloading some shit, and you know, it didn't get to download all of that shit. Well, now that file is corrupted, yeah. so that icon is going to show up on your on your mm-hmm. on your fucking on your home some, screen. Some of that Silicon Valley talk. Man. That, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna have that icon. You're gonna be able to click it. And that page is going to open, and you're going to see some things on that page. It's going to, I, the shit going to open up, and it's going to start running some numbers at the bottom. Right. And them numbers ain't going to be able to run all the way through. And that's basically what the process is. Like, you you know, you see the, you see Ben Simmons, and you see Joel Embiid, and you see the trades. And at the end of the day, that shit didn't really get the finish. I think the moment, you know, Sam Hankey was out is the moment that the process 
was ended. So I can't say if it was a success or not, because I think the process was starting to be a success. And the person who started it didn't get a chance to to at least be like, all right, here it is. This is it. Like, I'm, I've done my job. I've did the process and we have blank, 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 blankety blank. So with that being said, the people who now have to answer are the people who are taking over. That's why I say Elton Brand. Like, I don't know how much power he got, but he's the person who now has to do what he can do. And to his credit, I think when the process was ended, he showed you, all right, the process is ended. Markel Fultz is the fuck out. Here are bona fide. Here's a bona fide star. Here's a up and coming person that could be an all star. He gave us that. He right. gave us two of those people. One of those people, with the best of them, didn't like the coach. There was a clash there. He said, "Okay, I'll let you leave. You can go do your thing." You can do you. Maybe he should have tried to retain JJ Reddick, but at that price point, I'm sure he was like, "I gotta try to do something different." Right. You know. I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm not mad that he he chose to fucked up JJ Reddick playoff run. Right, I'm changed three years. I think he was. I'm not mad that you know he did that, but <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is. You were, you was getting old. You 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 know the our we looked weird no, with you. Fact. We, we look we we could we couldn't pay you that ticket. Not for that. We would love to have you here, but not for that price. I get the. Okay, the Celtics, y'all, y'all very good. I'm gonna try to take somebody from y'all, add him to us. It's a little insurance, it's a little veteran leadership. Like I get it. So now he, you know, in my opinion, he gotta go back to the drawing board and be like, all right, you know, if if I was out in brand, I would look at the numbers. I don't have the numbers, but I would say, okay, Brett Brown's gotta go. That's the first thing. I gotta find a new voice. The new voice has to oversee my at least best two players right now i have two players under a heavy contract mm -hmm. i could even i could honestly move one or both of them who who so i got both I of them stop you. they're the same they're the same either one of them could both go either one of them could both stay okay. i would probably not want to keep them both if i didn't have to right. if i could find a move for one of them i'm doing it if i've already moved one I need to see what the move is for the second for me to feel comfortable doing it because, like I said, they both provide something that my two best players can benefit from. And now I'm looking at the rest of the roster. Um, obviously, some players you gotta keep. I don't know who are all the players that that I got that I have to keep, but you know, once I get there, I'm assessing it. And now I'm saying, I need me a motherfucker can put the ball <laughs> in the hole i he don't got it buddy healed is unhappy there right. do y'all want al horford and some other deals and swapping of some picks or some how do we how do we how do we get buddy healed here because he puts the ball in the hole and i need that before i can move forward once i get me somebody that can put the ball in the hole the start like i need a starter like i need a, a starting lineup person that can put the ball in the hole he's somebody that don't need the ball in his hands a, a lot to do it but if he do got the ball in his hands he can do it more right. like he can do it off the catch he can do it off the bounce so that would be my number one target in the offseason if i'm 
the Sixers. How do Tobias? I, if I could keep Tobias, I might would like to keep Tobias. I'd like to move Al Horford for to get to which one. I'd like to move Al Horford for Buddy Hill and some other packages. However, I can make that happen. Next, I'm I'm you know, I don't know. I'm probably trying to look to see if I can get me a versatile point guard better than Shake Milton. You know, I like Shake Milton. I'm sure Elton might like Shake Milton, but I'm looking to get me a better versatile point guard scorer like I need me once again I need another person who can put the ball in the hole off the bounce but if he can also play the one whoever you might be that would be good too I don't know who you are you know you know could you be could you be Moutier I don't you know could it be Moutier no people don't like him but you might get him for the low so like you know who could it be who could you be if you're out there I thought at one point we had one. We had Trey Burke. You know, we did not want to have Trey Burke. For some reason, that coach didn't want to let Trey Burke do what Trey Burke did, which was score the ball. So, get you a coach who can talk to them and who is, you know, understands letting them. I feel like Trey Burke and TJ Warren was doing the same thing in the same place for a little while. I feel like they were. They both were in Indiana, I think, getting buckets together. Or Phoenix, one of them. I got it, but you know, I gotta you know pull up my, you know, the bubble is so weird. I, I I can't remember all of the players, on all who's where and 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 who's you know, on their way out, who's a, a free agent. But you know, I would take a look at that free agent list and I try to recruit me some you know, guards that can put the ball in the hole. I think at this point, I I wouldn't be looking to add no more bigs. I would. I don't think there's a big that the Sixers need to add. I actually liked Boban. So, I don't Boban think... Boban be Boban be, ho- be hooping. So, I don't think the Sixers need to add any more bigs. I think, you know, you need... I think if I'm... Whoever the coach is, they should be looking to... Uh, specifically with the Sixers, you should be looking to have a team that starts Ben and JoJo with Ben, you know, having the ball a lot or not, or just being in the mix. Like, Ben being Ben, having the ball a lot. But then... You know, a team that when JoJo transitions to the bench, Ben is playing the four or five. Like maybe Ben let put Ben at the five with with four shooters out there, four shooters and another ball handler. Like put him out there with that type of a lineup and really let him spread the floor and be the only person roaming in the paint and you know let him work off of them. Like that's one of the things I think that you know Brett has. Been unable to do is been unable to do a lot, man. So you know a whole fucking lot. You know maybe you know Corkmas, Shake Milton, and and fucking Corkmas forced himself into an NBA player, though. Right, he forced the homegrown bomber. Forced though, he forced that shit. So you know maybe no disrespect to you, Furkan. We fuck with you, man. Maybe Corkmas, Shake look different with Ben Simmons as the only big on the court. Like I'm saying, maybe they forced to. You know, spot up and spread the floor a little bit more. So that's that's a lineup that you know I think I'm hoping that the the future coach would get into is you know making sure that if you're gonna clear the paint out, you know what I'm saying when you take JoJo out, you're bringing in a fucking uh, a ratchet off the bench. Like, got to because like, every, every other team who's who's successful got it. Got ratchets like you know what I'm saying that we ain't, off the bench ain't blinking. Like we need we need you know people coming off the bench that's. Yeah. 
that's ratchets. That's that's ready. Offense out there fucking trying to run plays. Kidding me? Right, and we need, and one of them got to be somebody that can get their own butter. Like you know what I'm saying? So that's that. You know, I had to look at the, all of the the full NBA. You know, at least the free agent, the least the free agent list to see who some of the free agents I'd be interested in. But definitely from the rip, I'm trying to acquire Buddy Hill. Uh, if Buddy Hill is you know, unhappy and looking for the long term. We got long term money here that we can make and move, depending on what other teams are trying to do. Uh, and other than that, the Sixers is in. Uh, the Sixers is about to be out that bubble. Right. That bubble about to burst. So look, we said earlier that the bubble was it was bas it was basketball. The bat is high in basketball, low in entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, just to support that fact, listen to this, P. Here go, here go your bubble awards. The bubble MVP, Dame Lillard. Dame Dollar. You already know. Logo Lillard. Coach of the bubble, Monty Williams. 8-0 with the Suns. He was our former assistant coach. They gave us two teams. They gave us two bubble teams. Just like AAU, they ain't give you all the most improved and all that stuff, all that this year. So here you go. <clears throat> First team, Dame Lillard, James Harden, Luka Donnett. Excuse me. Devin Booker and TJ Warren. Mm -hmm. They didn't. No, positionless. Positionless. Niggas that get to a bucket. Yep. All five of them. Here go your second team. Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Karis LeVert, Michael Porter Jr., Christoph Porzingis. I mean. If that's not basketball, basketball. That's. That's, that's when you hit the simulator on 2K. That's that's AAU because, you know, no offense to Karis LeVert, but, you know what I'm saying, he a nigga that's, you know, oh, we just getting buckets? It's just basketball? He get to a bucket. And then, you know, I mean, Kawhi making it. They, the league just led him to Kawhi. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., he balled out when he needed the ball out. Yeah. Karis LeVert, he been doing, he been quietly doing what the fuck he do for a couple seasons now. So. Yeah. Yeah, Sixers, the Sixers in fucking trouble, man. Yeah. So that's what we saying, like, we don't even have a Karis Levert level player who could just come off the bench and squeeze for us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they got done with it. Since, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking that for all my Sixers fans, for all my OG Sixers fans, we don't even have a, we don't even have a Boston Strangler right now. We don't even have an Andrew Tony. Nope. Andrew Tony came off even when we won the chip. Andrew Tony came off the bench squeezing. He wasn't worried about like Doc and them gonna get theirs. And when I come in, I'm gonna get mine. We need that guy. We for sure need that guy on our team to go any further than any hopes that we have of going. We need to get shit together. Like I've been saying, like never we, had that guy. Yeah, we never had that guy. We have even we, we've had the guy. We got the guy when we got AI, but the other guy, the other guys, we didn't have. When you look at our championship team uh, makeup, we had uh, Mo Cheeks, we had Andrew Tony, we had Bobby Jones, we had Doc, we had Moses Malone. Uh, who do we have? We had Caldwell Jones, another backup big man, Mark Ivoroni. We had uh, 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 just guys, guys who filled positions who needed. We didn't have double guys. It was never a best. Always it seems like a battle here. This guy's battling for this spot. We need this guy to do that. But, I mean, this guy does this, but we need him to do that, and he's not doing it. It's always some kind of conflict with our personnel. Yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, somebody was joking. They was like, oh, Brian, he's a Duke guy. So, yeah. I've always thought that he's an intelligent brother. I think that he likes his job here. <laughs> I think 
He going. He fucking gonna, better, man. Like this I, is a this should, is Philly, man. We need we. This is the long time coming. This NBA shit. We got our fucking baseball shit. We got our football shit. I don't know as you as y'all can tell from the conversation earlier. I don't know the levels of hockey, but I know is we about do for some for some hoops shit, man. We about do for some hoops glory, and it seems like we keep getting in the way of ourselves. The only way we can do it is by acquiring at least two people in the off season this off season that get to a bucket like two people they don't got an average i'm not talking about their average it's not your average it's the game it's the game like they game how like, and when like how tobias averages 20 he averaged 20 when we got him i don't need somebody that averaged 20 how do you get buckets and when do you get those buckets those are those, those got to be our two main questions when searching in free agency when we're making moves when we're doing anything trying to acquire assets trying to acquire new players we need to be asking, hey, bro, how do you get buckets? And where do you get buckets? I mean, and when do you get buckets? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, who could that guard be Yeah, that we acquire? Like, we don't need I was a- liking Wesley Matthews a couple of years ago when he was up in free agency. You seen who went. Like, and it'd be like all of our rivals get the players that we all, that all the fans and the people who looking at this shit have in mind. Like, damn, he would be good here. He could just really put it up if he's averaging – 15, 16 with them, we can get, we can definitely get another four or five points here. Never come here. Always go to another contender or somebody who's right in contention with us, man. And we have to start like it's a chess game. And it seems like our contemporaries, our, our adversaries, our peers, whatever you want to call them, are always a step or two ahead of us just in general, man, and scouting and drafting. Uh, and move making period it's, 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 it seems like you can see all of this shit happening before we even take the floor you know what I mean by, by, by the time we take the floor it's a foregone conclusion yeah I gotta do some uh, rookie scouting and see who coming out in the draft that... right so oh yeah they did the uh, they did the draft lottery what I do know is that Minnesota Timberwolves had the number one pick and the Golden State Warriors have the number two we talked about dynasties earlier uh, the Golden State Warriors are in a position to keep a dynasty going forward with being two years removed or not even that a season removed from the finals and now having the number two pick in the draft i don't know what basketball looks like going forward but i know it is three top players that are buzzing that people are talking about uh one is uh what is his name uh from georgia i don't want to get his name wrong i think it's i'm not a fan of him but i don't know his name either I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, pull it up right now. I know the other two are LaMelo Ball, who has finally come of age, as LeVar Ball has been saying for years and years and years and years. He is in this draft, and he is projected to be a top five pick. Um, And then we also have Max Wiseman, uh, which if you are familiar with college basketball, is the player who who was supposed to be playing for Memphis this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but got caught up in the um, the whole thing where I think he received money uh, from the college for his mom's house or buying a new house or ho- uh, however it went. Um, yeah, so uh, 
Yeah, man, that's so, what we, that's that's that's, An- that's the top three guys. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I I wanted to, I knew it was Anthony. I didn't know the last name. I didn't want to say the wrong name. So yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. Anthony Edwards is the guy. He doesn't. Be, Anthony. Edwards, at six five. I don't know what he does. He doesn't jump off the page to me. I didn't know he was six five. He really is not jumping off the page to me now. I think that he is the most ex, uh, exposed player of the three. I'd be surprised to see what he does I mean, in the game. It's a, it's a situation where Lamelo Ball didn't even play college basketball, and Max Wiseman, like I just, like I just explained his situation. So when you're saying that Anthony Davis is going number one, I think it's because that's the one that's been most exposed. I think that that's what it is. He went to Georgia. He's playing on TV. He's coming through the uh, the system, the, uh, the, the system as they like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, from high school to college to the pros. So of course that's the one. As we talked about, it's entertainment. You know what I mean? That's why in this particular draft, I, I'm. This is my opinion. This is Uptown Tone's opinion. I think that's why he's the chosen one. Like, how much Lamelo Ball basketball have you seen? You haven't seen any Max Wiseman basketball. I think uh, this. I, I mean, I'm not familiar with a lot of these players. To be honest, I know the the point guard out of Iowa State is nice. Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, he's solid. Um. It's a late one. I'm just looking at a random mock draft right here. They got um, White Bull from uh, Arizona. They got him all the way down at 24th. Boy, Nico Mannion. I like him. He He's solid. He's somebody I think the Sixers should target. He's 6'3". He gets to from a bucket. From Arizona? Yeah. He gets to a bucket. He's somebody that gets to a bucket. He's a white boy that gets to a bucket. Who's the uh, who's the, who's the number three? I'm, I think I'm fucking his name up. It's not Max Wise. Who is it? James Wiseman. James Wiseman, not Max. I don't. Max Wiseman is the motherfucking. Oh yeah, you're tripping out here. Yeah, yeah anyway, man. Anyway. Listen, I'm in here off the sour monkey, man. We ain't here in our element, man. I, my my bad. I caught myself. You we got have, yeah. we have to do errors and omissions. I caught myself. My you bad. Bleep that one. Yeah, yeah Max. We, yeah, yeah, you'll bleep that one. Yeah, yeah I'll bleep that one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean. Like I said, I'm not too familiar with a lot of these players. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, it was obviously a weird year in, in uh, you know, college basketball the uh, past year. Like uh, so, it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be interesting. We need a fucking score out of this out of this shit. Well, we I don't, we're not gonna even have a, a a high pick in the draft. But out of this free agency, out of all of this shit, we need the Sixers need to do something. No, we we sitting down at we at twenty one. So at twenty one, you know, like I said, it's a lot of guards in this draft. I'm seeing, which is good. I think I think we need guards, man. If we force to pick a guard, like just just pick a guard, just just pick a guard who you know these new age kids. You never know what you're gonna get. I'll be honest. A lot of these young boys are super duper talented, so it's about that. Yeah, and if you know, if you never know what you're gonna get with any of these kids, fucking with the Sixers to choose which one to get, you really don't know what you're gonna get. Cause it's like, what what the fuck do they be looking at? But at the end of the day, we still gonna be here rooting. We still gonna be doing our thing. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think that the Warriors are in a position to keep a dynasty going. We're getting a high pick. I think that they're uh, slated to get James Weissman. I think that uh, how a mock draft would be going right now is uh. You said they pick at number two, right? Yeah, they picking two. They might pick Lamelo. It would be interesting. I would like to see them pick like, Lamelo. Yeah, you would like to see Lamelo. 
I would like to see LaMelo playing in that spread offense. I think uh, – Him dishing to, to Clay and stuff? He the person to me that could, you know, help, was, yeah, he, help keep that dynasty going more guard. than any of them. He's a big guard, and he's definitely a facilitator of the Penny Hardaway, Magic Johnson, you know, big guard facilitator. He ain't going to uh, want to shoot it. He going to want to shoot he, it too. Of course, but I think that his first instinct is is pass first. Like, I think he's a true point guard. I think that his passing ability and his ability to shoot the ball, you know, which obviously, you know, if you'd ask me when Lonzo came out with some of his best attributes, I think Lamelo's just bigger. Right. So, uh, with that being said, I think if he goes to Golden State, that'd be a great pick for them. Um, and then I think that'd be better than James Wiseman. So as it stands right now, I think there's also talks of people trading those picks to get. Devin Booker, because we know Devin Booker was out of Phoenix. Um, I mean, but I don't know. Phoenix is sitting at number ten. That I, I don't know, man. I don't think Monty. I don't think Monty gonna do it. Right. If right. I think Monty, Monty looks Monty. He he got good points to be like. We just went eight and zero in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? We got some talent here. With these players, if we could, you know, maybe get some veteran leadership in here to help out, we'd be good. But Devin Booker is bought in. The role players have bought in. He knows how to push the buttons of the young players. And that's why I thought we should have kept him. But, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. If, if, you, if you're if the Timberwolves, do you trade that number one pick? Do you put faith in the future in, in this draft in one of these top three guys? Or... Do you entice a suitor? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you do you entice do you entice another team to uh, for for a disgruntled superstar as Devin Booker? Nobody likes fucking Minnesota. Right. You ain't picking up nobody. You need to you to, need to draft somebody to play with um, Carl Anthony and fucking D'Angelo Russell. You need to draft somebody to play with them. It's cold as shit, Minnesota. If you Minnesota, and it's a pandemic, I think that makes that that plays a part of where you go these days. If you in Minnesota, man, listen, man, I don't care what team you are in the NBA, you need to be looking to get a nigga that get buckets because the NBA is about getting buckets. Yeah. You remember what the commercial said? It's always been about buckets. It's definitely a Bucketos league. You look at you look in Brooklyn, it's about getting buckets yeah. you look in golden state it's about getting buckets, buckets. Yeah. you mean we talked about the clippers but at the end of the day the clippers they got paul george Kawhi, and they got the two top six men in the league who get buckets right. so like even montrez he's six eight but he get buckets right. so like the nba always will be always has been about getting buckets so with that being said they see that I, I, they got the Sixers slipping uh, Cole Anthony. If we was to land Cole Anthony, I'd be happy. If the Sixers got Cole Anthony, I'd be happy. Where's, refresh my memory. Where's Cole Anthony from? You, North Carolina. That's Greg Anthony's son. He was picked, actually gotcha. one of the ones at the top of the draft, but he was on some injury prone shit. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If like we Cole. got Cole Anthony, I'd be happy. Yeah. You telling me Sixers get Cole Anthony at like 21? Yeah, I'm saying I would be happy. He fits in. We we get Cole Anthony and uh, Buddy Hill in the offseason. Elton Brand, you get an A plus. 
All right. So Remember, I called it here. Right. All right. So before we get out of here, a uh, couple things. Just one. One, thank you for coming on, fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't know, Pete was the original host of the uh, co-host of the 444 when we started this shit back in Cali. But and I'm back. And he back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Shout I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> shout out to Cliffy Baby 215 and shout out to the councilman. You know what I'm saying? We all here, uh, 444 team. We got a nice little 444 team now. But um, uh, with that being said, one... Overall, uh, are you uh, yay or nay on the bubble? You fucking with the bubble activity that you've seen thus far? I mean, for the overall, you know, I, I think that we could have went without basketball. I think basketball has Agreed. made people forgot about everything. Agreed. Like, I think sports in general has made people forgot about social injustice. Sports in general has made people forget about uh, corona. Agreed. I think uh, just sports in general has been something else to distract us from, you know, I guess 2020 in the state of 2020. More important issues, we'll say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, <laughs> but if we talk about the product as a pure basketball fan, I like to see, I like to see the hoop. Yeah. I'm here for, um, if one of the questions is how the playoffs going to play out, I'm here for all of the upsets mm, that we're definitely going to see because in this environment, you know, I, it is still hard to beat a team four times, and I know that. But they play every other day. Right. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Nigga lose, he going back to his room to figure out what the fuck he did wrong. And like, they seeing each Like, we, we, this much we know is that they seeing each other. It's a video of Donovan Mitchell dropping 57 on niggas and then sitting at a bench by himself probably thinking to himself, what do I got to do different to, to get these niggas next game? And they won. It's like camp. So it's, it's real camp environment, man. It's camp NBA. It's man. summer camp NBA 2020 is real. All right. Um. So here we go, P. Raptors and Nets. Who you got, man? It's first round. We just Easy money. Round. Raptors. Right. Easy money. Nuggets, Jazz. I got the Raptors, too. This one was a little tough one. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell probably, you know. You I saw Leeds 2-1 at the, at, the, at the moment. They won yeah. Utah won today. They up to one right that now. That changed that that I wish I wouldn't have known that. Because uh, <laughs> at one one I would have went with Denver. It sounded like you was about to say something to lean towards Utah anyway. I think I was about have... to just talk about how good I thought Utah was. Right. And I think that this is a close matchup. The four five is a super duper close matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh I would have I wanted to lean with Denver because I thought they had something, but I think that they coach probably he No, I'm going with Utah because Mike Conley's coming back. Going with Utah. I think the I think the Nuggets pull it up. I'm going with the Nuggets. I'm just being anti. I'm just being anti. No, I feel you. I liked I liked the Nuggets more, but knowing that the Nuggets, the Denver is up to that that the Jazz is up two one, and they get Mike Conley back, who wasn't hurt. He just left. We seen what Fred Van Drake did when he got his son. Federico. When he had his kid, he turned into a new baller. I hope that's the next. Frederico. You said the Raptors, right? I like them. Yeah, I like yeah. the Raptors. Fred he Van Drake. The other day, uh, Fran Vliet. You no, know, you call him Van Drake. I know. Fred I know. Van Drake Fred is Van out Van here. <laughs> the boy Fred Van Drake is out here dropping bombs yes, on like 
And he's stone fucking cold too. He's, he's he, stone fucking cold. He one of them people that's in the AAU atmosphere yeah. that you'd be like, oh my, yeah, yo, you see that? Stone, you see that yeah, nigga's yeah, game? Yeah, like he, stone, yeah. like coming from the coach, the the camp atmosphere when you. You know what I'm saying? He one of them niggas where it'd be like... The only thing I know from watching him from last year in the finals, he is stone fucking cold. He one of them niggas that... He will will give you daggers that really, really, really hurt. The camp atmosphere would be like, yo, did you see his game? Oh, no, I got to go see. I got to see his game. I I got to see his game. He out here drawling. He not supposed to be drawling. He's he's not on the the camp lineup when they talked about the best players. They didn't mention him. Oh, but five, every five nine, who? little nigga, the little niggas out here. Oh, I gotta see the little niggas. Oh, he draw, he draw, and he Real defended shit. his chip. Don't forget, he defended yeah, his chip, so yeah. he got a little chip swagger and on Kyle, him. And Kyle Lowry in room eight thirty six. I don't know if he switched hotels he, yet, but if you try to see him about something, he in room eight thirty six. If it's uh, one thing I would be worried about in the camp setting, would be the little nigga who get into a bucket on niggas, and the dog nigga. From Philly, not everybody, nigga, like, everybody, but not little or not, it don't matter how right. the dog nigga from Philly. You yeah. don't want to, the dog nigga from Philly don't know how to lose in the AAU atmosphere. And he defended his chip too. Put he, that on his, put that on his sleeve. That's too. why he don't want to know. That's why he don't know how to lose in this atmosphere. He, he not going he's not yo, losing. I've, he's losing ugly. I'm on record of saying, dog. I've said this, dog. I've seen this bull do this shit down the Baker League. The Baker League is the Sunny Hill College League. I seen this motherfucker do this shit down the Baker League when he was in. The, he was a junior in high school. I seen him tear the fucking college league up like that. This bull. He, he the just, type of nigga that was like, dog. you know what I'm saying? Kawhi was good, but we'll need that nigga. He the ultimate dog and he's skilled. That's the thing. He is he is highly skilled. That's the thing about Kyle. Like he's the he's the ultimate dog for sure, but he's skilled. So yeah, if it's if it's a team that's gonna give people some trouble, is the Raptors is gonna give people trouble. Right, hold on, let me well let me get through these. Let me get through these. Let me get through these. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh Celtics Celtics and Sixers is final now, 102-94. Like we said, it is August 21st, it is now 9.18 p.m. And there's a final score of 102 to 94. Celtics over the Sixers. Sixers are now down 3-0 in the series. Funniest thing. Go ahead. Funniest thing, I was listening to talk radio. One of the hosts was like, yeah, man, can you believe that I heard that, you know, everybody, all of the playoff teams was on a call. And the representative from the Celtics said, what do you do if your team sweeps in the first round? Do you guys just have to chill? And I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy to ask in the in the conference call. Like, if I'm the Sixers person, I'm like, yo, did he just ask that? Right. Like, did he just did he just be like, <laughs> what do teams do if you like y'all just go sweet? Like, so y'all think y'all gonna be chilling? Right. That's crazy. Right. And sure enough, here we are, down three nothing. Right. So, uh, with that being said, of course I'm going with the Sixers and. Uh, if you do get to catch this before the next game, which I might doubt, I think next? it's probably like Sunday. It's every other day, so they might not catch it. But all they, I know is betting against the Sixers. I seen somewhere that nigga made three racks betting all against the Sixers. Mm. Like all his bets was against the Sixers. Quick three racks. He's like quick three racks. I made crazy bread the day meat came out. Remember that. Oh yeah, on yeah. the last on the last game of the uh, when, uh yeah, yeah we won that game I think yeah anyway um Clippers and Mavs I'm going with the Mavs man if if everybody you know everybody stay healthy playoff peak 
he ain't gonna get it done. I like Luca to come to shock him. I like Kristaps too much length. I think Boban is too much length. I think the Clippers think they can just roll the ball out and beat everybody. Unless, you know, Kawhi can steal the heart of Luca. Luca Hart can be took. So unless Kawhi can take Luca Hart, I'm taking the Mavericks too yeah, much. It's one it's one it's one one now and they play tomorrow. At too one. much shot making they on the Mavericks. The early game. They got the early game tomorrow. And that mad like yo, I like the, the time you play matter. Like just thinking of just thinking about being in a bubble on the highest level of basketball and they, they put they put the highest level of athleticism and player in the simplest basketball format. Like not only in just Kawhi like, ready, but they, I don't know if his team the, ready. Because sixteen teams in the playoffs is normal. Eight teams on eight on each side is normal. It always comes down to that. But to put all of those teams in the, in same, the same place, place at the same time, sheesh. <laughs> niggas is running into each other at the buffet line. Like the Sixers about to be in their room for the rest of the job. You seen Russ interrupt Brian interview. You know what I'm saying? And on camera, they they cognizant of the cameras. But you know what I you know what I be thinking about? I think about when we was in freedom school and we did the uh when we went to, we used to go away. To train jumps. Yeah. yeah. We all from Philly, but it's all different sections of Philly. Not only that, but we all repping different centers. We all I mean we all got different locations. We all got different sites. So you repping that site. I remember we got into it playing basketball one night up there, but we repping for our site. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we all got to go to sleep in the same place and see each other tomorrow and all, all the right, activities, so all of this, all of that. So you really imagine, with your man. Just imagine the highest level of athlete, you know what I'm saying, put in that atmosphere for the highest prize in their sport. You Upset know city. Like we said, from a pure basketball point, you know what I mean? Because you know the presentation, you would love for it to be there. You would love home court advantage and for things like that to play that's out the it. window that's out the window and this is kind of like the basketball when we in, in the in recent years when we get frustrated and we kind of see the entertainment shit go on this is kind of like the basketball we've been begging for you i know, know for me as a basketball fan it should, it's been very very yeah. interesting to see people just yeah. go at it but like you may mention too it's, it's you can't help for it but to be a guilty pleasure with everything going on right now right and all of that going on like you know what i'm saying like i was even fucking Remiss from doing this fucking pie, and that's why it's been so long. But nevertheless, we gonna wrap up season one when this when this NBA playoffs wrap up, and we gonna do what we do. You know what I'm saying? What's but the other series we got? We got more series. We what we got? We got uh, Pacers and the uh, uh, no, the Bucks and the Magic. I got the Bucks. That's, yeah, the Bucks is definitely gonna beat the Magic. The Magic the had that flash in the pan game one. We always, always see do. That. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, always yeah. see that. We always see that. Um, I definitely got the Bucks too. Oh yeah, I wanted to make mention. Notice we didn't pick a winner between the Celtics and the 76ers. If you don't know why, it's like 40 minutes of P just breaking down shit and me just, you know what I mean, agreeing and also throwing shit in. So go ahead and listen to that, and you can get our our summation of what's going on. That added to the uh, final score and the three. It might be the only broom that need to be taken out of Orlando. The only one. It's the only Mickey Mouse broom. The only one. Pacers in the Heat. Oh, Pacers. I mean, not Pacers. The uh, heat. heat. The Heat. The Heat. The heat. I'm rocking with the heat to go. Yeah. TJ shot his low. I mean, he ain't shoot his low. He just ran into Jimmy fucking Butler. Yeah, that's the that's Jimmy, the Jimmy Butler is is. Listen, man, I upset city. Jersey I don't. I'm glad he's in Miami. He's happy. He looks happy. He wouldn't have been happy here. He wouldn't have been happy here. I, I agree with that. Rockets and Thunder. The Rockets got this one. I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Rockets only because CP. 
What CP do best is they win games, and I just don't know if you can outscore the Rockets. Like, the Rockets wow. score. So, like, the, 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 the Thunder was able to win games. Like, you know, throughout the course of the season, they was just Who's able to win, manufacture wins. Who, what wrestlers was it? Was it? Uh, degeneration next. Somebody gotta find that fucking. Uh, I wish we had the sound pad, man. That no chance. Yeah, that's what you got. That's so, what I see with this series right here. Like, no Russell Westbrook. It don't matter. Too much James and Harden. It, and you won't see Russell Westbrook this series because in the atmosphere that we just talked about, and you talk about James Harden, there is always that one player. Bron's probably been that player in the atmosphere when you go to them camps. Uh, it's a couple players that come to mind. And in this camp, on the highest level, James Harden is that fucking player. Yeah. He's that guy. Aside from Dame, Dame Lillard is the silent that guy. You know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah, it's like, you're right. It's like when we said that Paul George and 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 uh, and, and Pat Beverly, they kind of woke Dame Lillard up. Like, like Dame Lillard was kind of going through the bubble business as usual until that moment, and then, he, and then his switch got turned on. Don't nobody never need to turn this nigga switch on. Yeah. He get up in the morning, turn his own fucking switch on. This yeah. bull James Har- James Harden is 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 doing. So this series, shit. I don't think the Thunder got the players. Nah, I know they you, don't got you the know, personnel. You know, you know they don't. You know they don't got the personnel just to to beat them. I just think they just they don't, don't have. It's gonna be tough. Lakers and Blazers. Um, I think I just gotta go with. I mean, I'm, I don't gotta go. I, I'm going with the Lakers. I wish that it was. I wish the Blazers played the Clippers. because uh, I thought I think that against any other team. The Blazers would have got out of the first round the way they was playing. I think the Lakers got too much to prove, and I think Bron is, you know, regardless to how good Dame is playing, Bron is going to be the best player on the court. I think uh, Anthony Davis is is going to be the third best player on the court, but the one player that is the hardest to stop out of all of them. Like, I think Dame and Bron, Bron be kind of stopping himself from yeah. dropping 40s on you. Dame got to have a shot rolling to really get that on, to get that going. Bron only had 10 points last night. Whereas Anthony Davis don't got it. And they won? Yeah, they won. Right, that's what I'm saying. Whereas Anthony Davis, I just don't think that they got nothing for him. Like, you don't – the, the longer the season goes, the more I see that I don't know – Teams don't got nothing for Anthony Davis, especially playing with Brian. So, like, when he was always Anthony Davis, they ain't have shit for him. You never did. But now he playing with Brian. It's like his cerebral different, his his motor kind of, you know, a little bit different. So, you know, I it's unfortunate. They, they got one out of them. They might can get another one. But I think the Lakers are, like, the better team, and they got too much to prove. And it would have to take some – it would have to take – Mellow being some a mellow that we haven't seen in a long time right. for them to win, and I don't know that we see that. Like they could, like the Blazers could lose every game and Dame still have fifty. You might need Olympic mellow. You might need Olympic mellow to have a chance, like not touching the ball a lot, but everything he touches gold. Is Olympic mellow the highest mellow? No, because what's what's the highest mellow? Uh, first first year New York mellow that wasn't a part of it for whatever reason oh, New York yeah, mellow yeah, wasn't yeah I know New York right, mellow right. wasn't on that graphic New York mellow scored sixty in the garden New York mellow wasn't on that graphic I think New York mellow was the we I think and that, first year first year like yo, that Fresh year is, is killing it man he didn't gave a, he didn't introduce a new mellow on the episode New York mellow is crazy New York mellow definitely put up sixty in the garden I don't know how that mellow is not on the he's list. not on that graphic but uh. I think Olympic Mellow is uh, Olympic Mellow 
it's not even the teams that was around him. It was more the Olympic Melo ain't had to do nothing. Like all he had to do was shoot. Like Olympic Melo was for, living the dream. For, for a nigga who get who get busy on one to three dribbles to have to take zero to two is crazy. And it was like <laughs> it, was, it was it was like you know what I'm saying guaranteed zero to two though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could argue that Olympic Brian was Miami Brian. Like, they was kind of the same, right. whereas Olympic Melo was only that. With, it's only You only see him there. You, you only, only see, see him, him there. there. Like, he and he don't like, he don't got to do shit. Like, he did have to do shit. It's like, he literally was Mello. out there just in shoot-arounds. That's a crazy Melo. Like, that was a crazy Melo. He just in shoot-arounds. Like, you know what do he do? He scored, like, fucking 30 and, like. Right. Like, sh- even this Melo guy, I play defense. Like, so it was like, right. Melo ain't had to do nothing. That nigga was just running up and down the court. OG, like, not even the OG, just a nigga having fun out there. Like, just. So, so what you're saying is you can't even rank Olympic Melo because that's a novelty Melo. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's a novelty Melo. He was nice, though. Everybody loved that Melo. Like, that Melo was the probably the. Right. He was having the most fun right. as that Melo. Okay, you need to make that car. You need to make Olympic Melo available for. Uh, for, for my team. Uh, Olympic Melo only need to be available for the streets. Yeah. You don't want Olympic Melo out there on the court, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't see the Blazers. Um, I just see them having to overcome too much. And one thing I was thinking in my head is a lot of times when you that team that and you hear them say it a lot. Yeah, when we came to the bubble, everything was the playoffs. When you that team um, that got to play in the playing game, that got to treat every game like a playoff game before other teams like. Like like LeBron and them as nice as they are, they they didn't have that mindset when they first came into the bubble. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you that team, I feel like that you you're just exerting so much more energy than the other team. Yeah. That one either something is bound to happen, or two, you're just bound to run out of gas because your level of play just has to be so much higher than everybody else's. Your uh your margin of error. It's so much lower than everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? Like and it don't help that you're probably playing the best team. In the league, it never helps that when you come in, when you're doing that, you come in, when you actually get to the place that you're trying to be, you come in as the last man on the totem pole, and that does not fucking go in your favor. Right, you really, like, H- they, history, history, history tells us that much. Like, they literally playing, like, even in the, the AU atmosphere, maybe like I said, if this was one game AU atmosphere, they did their job. They won game one, but this is the best out of seven, and I think it's gonna be too hard for that team that's clearly not the better team to do that four times over the best team. Like I think another team, they could have went toe to toe with them. Like the Thunder, they getting the Thunder out of here. The you know. The Jazz, they toe to toe. Right. The, the the you go to the East, the Pacers, they getting them out of here. Right. Brooklyn, they getting them out of here. But you know, you know Milwaukee, uh, y'all might y'all be lucky. Y'all y'all might get that Milwaukee to a game seven because y'all can shoot. You can outshoot Milwaukee. Right. Yeah, man. So uh, that's all I got, man. Other than that, uh, the NFL is back. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got paid. George Kittle got paid. Travis Kelsey got paid. And uh, Kamaz Siveran got cut from the Seahawks because he tried to sneak some work in the training camp. Um, yeah, man. That's uh... <laughs> Other than that, man, that's all the sports I got for y'all this week. 
I appreciate once more to, uh, my uh, brother Press Coast coming on the pod. You already chopping it up with us, giving us his expertise on everything he has. He back in the city, man. Y'all fuck with him. Y'all fuck with us. Like, follow, subscribe, Instagram. Also fuck with the COVID Chronicles. You know what I'm saying with me and OGEs. Uh, other than that, man, just stay tuned for more shit coming coming through. Holla at me. Yes, sir.